This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to U105 of the Best, our weekly roundup of the top chat, interviews and banter from Northern Ireland's best mix, U105. U105 celebrated its 18th birthday on Tuesday, so Morris and Denise joined in the festivities by reminding our breakfast listeners of things we have today that didn't exist in 2005. Please be aware, this may make you feel old. Happy 18th birthday, U105! Can you believe it? We're an adult. <laughs> we see me just my eldest child. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> this day, 18 years ago, I was in the, the Studio A of U105. Wow. As uh, well, this time we were on our end of the programme already. It was uh, Ivan and Richard were on the breakfast show back then. And oh. I can't believe it's 18. You just want to look up at the clock now. And there's a, we have this big digital clock. And the, the date says Tuesday, 14th of November, 2023. It was 2005. That I was looking up at a similar clock going, oh, 2005. Aww. 18 years later, here we are, my goodness, and no wiser. <laughs> Older, but no wiser. Oh, but that must have been lovely, actually. 18 uh, years. Uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, obviously we were, we were in the UTV building then, mm-hmm. and, uh, owned by UTV, so they were filming everything as well. It's like a documentary made and all this kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. is it on YouTube? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I uh, don't think so. Okay. But yeah, so, so here we are, 18 years later. Happy birthday to us. No Facebook back then. No, right now. No Twitter back then. We did have phones, of course. We did have phones. Probably a Nokia brick. Yeah, no smartphone type thing. No, no, uh, no I don't think there were any smartphones then. Probably maybe there was maybe the BlackBerry back in uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. But uh, it's right. amazing what has happened in 18 years. And it's amazing how much yeah. has changed in 18 years, as you say. What were you doing 18 years ago? What do you remember from 2005? Feel free. As we celebrate our 18th birthday today. So 14th of November 2005 Things that didn't exist In 2005? Taylor Swift <laughs> No I'm just saying Well she did exist But obviously it wasn't a thing then yeah. uh, One Direction Of course one all, direction. all those things 4G No such thing as 4G then Yeah that's... No such thing as YouTube Now there's a wild one That is a mad one isn't That didn't it? start until 2006 Yeah YouTube till 2000. So we were before YouTube. Unbelievable. Uh, no WhatsApp, of course. No Kindle. No iPhones. Technology's changed everything. No Airbnb. Of course. No yeah. Tesla. No SpaceX. No Bitcoin. No Netflix. Oh. 
all the things that we were invented before. We were still DVDing then, weren't we? We were still DVDing, very much, yes, yeah, so still DVD. Still down to your extra vision or whatever it was there back then. We've been through a lot, I have to say. Other things that didn't exist on this day, 2005, when we launched? The Kardashians. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> there were no Kardashians. Well, at least we didn't know about them. Oh, yeah. oh. Life was so much simpler then. There were no influencers. Yeah, there were definitely no influencers. There were no hashtags. Of course. Hashtag really? Yes. <laughs> Never more apt than today. Happy 18th birthday to the U105. It's our birthday today. Yay. Uh, morning, MJ. I was lying in bed listening on the first day to Ivan opening the first breakfast show on the U105, and I still remember the very first song. It was Wavelength. It was, but don't remember who the artist was. Van Morrison. Uh, 18 years on, and U105 is still my favourite radio station, says Gillian. Good morning, Gillian. Thank, Thank you. you for that this morning. Uh, happy birthday to U105, says Philip in Lisburn. 18 years. From my point of view, uh, 18 years ago, there was no joint pain, no reading glasses, no extra <laughs> chin, no bald spot. What a ride it's been. <laughs> Philip, three out of four of those I've got. <laughs> morning, Philip. Thank you. Uh, morning, MJ. I've been listening since day one. Happy birthday, U105. Every vehicle I get into, I set U105 on the radio, whether it's my car or not. Uh, Paddy McCafferty in Belfast. Good morning, Paddy. Uh, Paddy. Uh, 18 years ago, there were no five grandchildren for me, says Alison McBride. Uh, MJ, your boys, Denise, your girls. I think your eldest was just born, wasn't she? Yeah, she was born at uh, the last sort of day of 2004. There yeah. you go. Uh, so good morning, Alison. Happy birthday, U105, from Ray, the Chelsea fan. Uh, yes, Ray, there are still two of us, uh, me and Carline. Carline Stewart were the first, uh, on the first day. Oh. Uh, can you wish our grandson, Jude Abel, a happy it's birthday from Nanny, Granda and Uncle Chris. Jude Abel, Happy it's birthday to you. You share your birthday with us and also... And also, Gronje has mentioned him on the news today. The king is 75. Charlie, yep. Yes. Um, the drummer for Blink-182. Now, he is quite a high profile now because he is one of the Kardashians' boyfriend. He's Courtney Kardashian's boyfriend. He's lots and lots of tattoos. Who didn't exist before 2005. That's right. <laughs> you mentioned yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, TB. He would probably be the best known out of Blink-182. No idea. Even his first name? Todd. Okay, Travis. Travis Barker is 48 today. Um, okay, well, this guy, he is one of a, a bunch of brothers who are all actors. He played Doctor Who at one point. He was also famously in, in With Neil and I with Richard E. Grant. Um, P. McGee are his initials. And he's 64 today. He was the Doctor. Oh, McGann. Yes, he's good looking. Yeah, guy. I don't know for Paddy, is it? No, don't know. Try, try a very common first name with P. Paul. There you go. Paul McGann, 64 today. One of Run DMC, who sounds very religious, is 59 today. Reverend. It is the Reverend. Thing. <laughs> don't, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> Reverend Run. Yeah. He's 59. And uh, this actress, she's been since uh, the very start in EastEnders. She's Sharon. Um, Letitia her, Dean. There we go. Letitia is 56 years old today. So... I love this song so much. Uh, she is the blonde singer from Steps. Uh, Faye Tozer is 48 today. Steps, tragedy. Faye Tozer, 48 today. 
she was here recently. She was she in was. West in uh, not West Side Story in Forty Second Street at the Opera House. She was very good too. So it's our 18th birthday today on the U105 and we're talking about things that weren't around in 2005 when we first started on air. There's no Facebook, no Instagram, no Twitter, no YouTube, no Netflix, no Snapchat, no Spotify, my goodness, no Google Maps, no Airbnb, no Android. Android phones hadn't been invented at that stage. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, some things don't change because I just went back to check. And uh, yes, in 2005, we were in the middle of a Northern Ireland Assembly suspension. So it's good to see that some <laughs> things haven't changed in 18 years. Uh, morning, MT. 18 years ago, I was in hospital with my two-day-old son. I will never forget the arrival of Dylan, and neither will my husband, who had to deliver him at home. Oh, my goodness. Sandy and Balmage. So good morning to you. So two days old, so 12th of November there. Dylan was born. Uh, 18 years ago, I was listening to The Breakfast Show on U105, as I have done every day since Stephen, the driving instructor in Cumber. That's lordy. Nobody deserves that much punishment. <laughs> Morning, Stephen. Uh, happy birthday, guys. Can't believe I've been listening for 18 years, says Slaphead. Yeah, 18 years it is today. Frank then took a short walk down memory lane with his account of the early days of U105 and how he covered it as part of UTV. If someone asked you, what were you doing this day 18 years ago? Exactly, this day 18 years ago. This morning, the very morning of the day 18 years ago. Do you have any idea? Suppose if you have an 18-year-old celebrating a birthday today, you'll have a darn good idea. Something as special as that. But it's crystal clear to us what we were doing. And I wasn't working for U105. I was working solely at that time for UTV. At some point, I worked for UTV and U105 together. But that morning, I was sent by the editor uh, who was looking after UTV live at 5am to record John Rossborough making the first announcement on U105 and then we were filming Ivan Martin and Richard Young present the first programme on U105 that's 18 years ago today so I would have just been getting back to the office probably after doing some filming and then being out and about on the road and vox popping people about what they thought of the first programme they heard on U105 as they were listening in their cars on the way to work and all of that and we came back and made it into a feature for the evening news 18 years ago so many developments, so many changes, so many advances since then but one thing has been a constant, the success of this radio station and thank you so much for being part of it as well as our birthday, Tuesday was World Diabetes Day. Newsleader Gronya McKinney told Frank all about living as a type 1 diabetic and how to spot the signs of it in yourself and in others. This is World Diabetes Day. Now, Gronya, who's been reading it as a news story for some time, personal interest in this one. Yes, very personal. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I was diagnosed when I was 7, so that's 22 years I've had type 1 diabetes. I heard one of the guests on the news talking about, was it the four T's? The yeah. thirst, or if you're running to the toilet a lot, uh, tiredness, what was the other T? Thin, so if you'll lose weight. a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. And that tends to happen because your blood sugars are so high and with type 1 diabetes, it, there's it's not a you know that's nothing to do with your lifestyle um they don't really understand why it happens um so like i said i was 7 years old 
all of a sudden was exhausted all the time um, and had lost a lot of weight and the red flag was sort of raised whenever I was on a day out with my cousins and was running to the toilet uh, honestly every five minutes. I nearly threw myself out of the car to run into a toilet because and, and then at the same time so you're you wouldn't so be going thirsty. every f- five minutes so how how, rap, how, oh, d- how often uh, uh, 20 minutes at mo- and that's pushing it it's so if anything. your child's doing that yeah, you should really be worried yeah, that's a big cause for concern the thirst as well I was running to the toilet a lot but also could not could not quench this thirst I was drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of water um, so obviously got home and my auntie said to my mum and you know, took a couple of days off school and I thought, this is, oh, I don't feel sick. I feel completely grand. Went to the GP and was sent straight to the, the Royal unexpectedly. So I stayed in there for a week and this was back, um, it's all very much advanced now, but back then it was uh, a syringe that you had to take your insulin out of. And my mum and dad were obviously in charge of giving me the injections because I was so young then. Um, so you learn a bit about how to inject yourself and how to take your blood sugars and things. And then you're just sent back into the into the real world. But your life has completely completely changed. How much easier is it now for you considering there have been advances? Um, it is it is much, much easier. I think a huge thing with type 1 diabetes is because people tend to be so young when they're diagnosed, it's hard to take seriously, you know, especially when you go into your teenage years. For years and years, I kind of pretended that I wasn't diabetic and I didn't have to look after myself and tried to get away with that for a, a big period of time. Um and but that's dangerous, the, isn't it? Incredibly dangerous. Because th- yeah. this can lead to can lead to sight loss. It can yeah. lead to heart attacks, mm-hmm. can't it? So the sight loss was what actually was the red flag for me. Um, you're meant to go and get pictures of the back of your eyes taken. And one of the pictures that I got, they said that there was the start of diabetic retinopathy, which basically means the blood vessels in your eyes are being damaged. But mine luckily was caught early enough that I could reverse it. But that was a huge wake-up call. You know, it, it's so important that you're taking your blood sugars very, really often, that you're doing the maths and counting out your carbohydrates and taking the insulin to equal those carbohydrates. The biggest thing is, and you've probably noticed it yourself, Frank, that I have a patch on my arm and I can use my phone to scan that and it'll give me my blood sugar readings instead of having to prick my fingers. And that's been the biggest the biggest advantage for me. What about type 2 diabetes then? Is it the same hurdle? Are the same hurdles to be jumped? I can't really speak on type 2 that much because I don't have any dealings with it. The way I see it, they're two pretty much completely different diseases. Um, type 2, there are lifestyle factors involved there. Um, genetics play a part as well, but can be preventable and people can also reverse type 2 diabetes um, if you make the adequate changes. Type 1 you, there's nothing you can do there's no cure, there's no prevention um, it's the sort of thing where you just have to wake up every day and it's a whole other thing you have to think about. Obviously I've had it for 22 years so it takes up less of my mind than it used to but you know when I think about how young I was it's it's a very difficult 
thing to have to live with. And I always used to say, oh, no, it's no, no big deal. I just get on with it. But it is, it's very, very hard. It is a hard disease to live with. There's loads of responsibility. Um, the consequences of not looking after yourself are incredibly serious. Type 2 diabetes, obviously, there are very serious consequences there as well. But I feel like because as well, it's so much more common than type 1. There's maybe slightly more, you know, support there potentially. And um, one thing that does, it irritates me a little bit um, that they're both grouped into the one thing. So people, and I'll read it myself, you know, in the newspapers or whenever I'm going to read a story on the news that diabetes is all thrown into the one camp, whereas they're two drastically, drastically different diseases. So my lifestyle could lead to me having type 2 diabetes. I, I could, I'm, if I'm eating too much sugar, too much fat, not getting enough exercise, doing all of the things that people galloping towards their 60s do and then find that, oh, you, you've turned out to be diabetic. I, I just wonder if I need to take steps or other people need to take steps to ensure that they don't cross that threshold. Maybe we should all give it uh, some consideration. What, what about you socially? Because some of your friends tell me that, you know, you're good fun socially and you're <laughs> You're not afraid to let your hair down. So, you know, you can have a few drinks and everything. Yeah, it's all it's all about control. So, like I was saying, when I was a teenager, there was no control there. I was running about out all the time and hardly doing any insulin. The other element of that, um, and this is especially a thing for young girls who are type 1 diabetic, if you're not doing your insulin, you will lose weight because that's what happens when your blood sugar is out of control. So it's a thing called diabolemia where you can skip your injections, you'll lose weight, but you know, your eyesight will start to go. You'll feel sick all the time. Your hair will start to fall out. Um, your teeth, your, you'll get gum disease, all these other very serious consequences. Um, but that was a big chunk of my life whenever I was younger and going through university, you know, it was seen as like an easy way out. Um, now I'm a lot more responsible and also because I'm so much more open about talking about it now, my friends are really on the ball. So they've come to my rescue countless times on nights out where I've maybe overdone it or my blood sugar has gone low and they've started to notice I'm acting, you know, a bit strange and they've run to the rescue and got me full fat Coke or some something sugary that I can eat and that'll help restore me back. So without the support of, without a strong support network, um, Dermot, my boyfriend, he has is now so tuned in that he can tell if my blood sugar's going low, he'll he'll know almost straight away. And I like to think that it's not just because I get so moody, but <laughs> it's probably part of it. You know, you'll uh, you will start acting as if you're you're drunk. It's the strangest thing. You you know that's why if I ever see someone who, um, maybe you're driving past someone and they're lying down on the street or it's late at night I would make a point of going to check on them just because you never know if someone has had a bit too much to drink or if there's something under the surface and maybe they are diabetic and their blood sugar's gone low and they've fainted. Would it be an advantage for people who are diabetic like yourself to have a, a little tag or a bracelet yeah. or something that says I am diabetic? Yeah, so I did used to have the bracelet um, and then 
lost it on a on a pretty exciting holiday but uh, <laughs> I the thing on my phone as well if you tap the side of your phone or if I tap the side of my watch an emergency alert thing will come up so say if paramedics are called they should know to look at that and it'll tell them type 1 diabetic you know whenever if I'm brought to hospital that's something that all the doctors and nurses would be made aware of um, I think it is just another thing that people because type 2 gets so much focus people don't really see type 1 I don't think they appreciate how serious type 1 can be so maybe a bit more publicity and you know a bit more education out there about the differences between the two and also that someone might look completely normal but if their mood their behavior changes suddenly it might be worth checking in and seeing seeing what's going on. Absolutely. So if indeed you are feeling tired and you haven't previously been tired, if you're very thirsty, if you're losing weight and you can't explain why you're losing weight or indeed you're running to the bathroom all the time, um, maybe you need to go and get a blood test and if you get the blood test, the doctor will tell you immediately, he yeah. or she. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gronya, thank you. It is World uh, Diabetes Day. Uh, Gronya is part of our team here at U105. Carolyn continued the birthday festivities on lunch as she and the Beastle Heads reminisced about past presenters and and their favourite shows. But where was the birthday cake? And it is our 18th birthday. Um, yeah, Carolyn, it's um, Gary the Taxi Driver with Phone a Cab in Lisburn and Belfast areas. Um, enjoying the show. Very happy birthday to you, 105. Can't believe the radio station has been going 18 years. Where has the time gone? I know. Tell me about it. Um, um, Alf the Shower Doctor was in there as well, talking about the fact that we were on air 18 years He's working away I'm alone today. He said, I forgot to wish you a happy 18th. I think you and Morris were on um, first dawn, is that right? Alf the Shore Doctor, I can remember it as if it was yesterday. So the first show was um, the breakfast show. Simon Martin was on breakfast, wasn't he? Yeah. He was on breakfast first and then it was... Um, who was on? It was Ronan Kelly next. Ronan Kelly did the mid-morning show. He was great. He was in the attic and everything, pulling out records and talking about music and all sorts of... Um, he used to do the star signs and everything, Ronan, didn't he? He was great. And then Linda Brands did the afternoon show. You remember that? Good friend Linda. He used to sit between 12 and 3 and do the lunchtime show. And then, what happened at 3 o'clock? He was on drive. Was, was Morris on drive or did that happen later? Remind me. Somebody remind me. Was Morris on drive back in 2005? Nobody knows. And then we had these little uh, two-hour shows that happened every night of the week. And the specialist shows, like Peter Corey's show. Do you remember Peter Corey used to do the movies? He used to do the movies and musicals between seven and nine. And then we had Soulfly. Do you remember Soulfly? Thursday night. It was a must-listen. Um, Soulfly and Mosquito doing all the Motown and Soul and jazzy stuff. They were great too. I loved those shows. And then, wasn't there a, like a 50s and 60s show? John O'Hara presented it. Have I missing anybody? Let me know. Um, it was 18 years ago. And then on a Friday, there was Hedley McGuinness doing the rock show. And then I did the Saturday Night Fever show, which then turned into... Saturday Night House Party and of course I did the nighttime show Monday to Thursday back in 2005 
I'm asking, I'm throwing this out because I love that show. It was brilliant. 9 to 12, we had, the listeners were called Nightbirds and they would tune in every night with their stories and whatever they were up to. And then we would have, very, have various guests on. But it was great. Good days, good times. And John Rosper was the station manager at that time. And every day, even into work, John would bring you into the office for a chat about what you were going to do. Making plans for the programme. We were hungry for it then. It was great. And here we are, 18 years later. Much has changed, of course. Ronan left after a few years. Um, Frank took on the mid-morning show. Uh, Linda left. I took over the afternoon show. And then uh, Johnny arrived to do Drive. And Jerry arrived to do the nighttime show. A lot has happened in 18 years. And we're all still here. But where is the birthday cake? (laughs) I mean, I can't believe that we're sitting here 18 years old and the boss has not presented a birthday cake. I am raging. I'm raging. Where would I get a cake at such short notice? So um, we're just reminiscing about uh, the good old days um, back whenever John Rossborough was station manager and um, U105 went on air um, 14th of November 2005. So let me get it right. So it was Ivan and Richard, of course, they kicked it all off on breakfast. Then it was Ronan Kelly. Then it was Linda Bryans um, on lunchtime. And then it was Morris on drive initially. And you're quite right whenever you come in. DJ Rob reminded me that George Jones then took over drive. Morris went to breakfast. There was a bit of moving about. Um, Frank then went on mid-morning and I took over the lunchtime show and called it the Bistro. That's right. I called it the Bistro and now look at it. Jam-packed with Bistro heads. Like you. Graham says I was introduced to U105 on the day the wee cub was born. Nearly 11 years ago. That's mad. Um, the midwives had you 105 on the radio. And haven't looked back, says Graham. Well, there you go. That's how Graham found us. When and how were you introduced to you 105? That's what I would like to know. So let me know. We are celebrating our birthday and we're looking back on the good old days. And I'm wondering, did we ever have um, in the bistro any nightbirds that used to check in to the nighttime show back in the day? Let me know. Just reading your stories of when you started listening to you 105. Ed and Dee say, happy birthday, Carolyn. First introduced to the house party on Saturday evening, about 2008. Um, we used to do the markets in Clogher and Cookstown, listen on the way home, then turn your radio on in the house, have a few drinks, get to bed early for Nuts Corner on Sunday. We both had full-time jobs at the time. No wonder we're both knackered now. Um, doing all that at the weekend and working full time Ed and Dee, good afternoon and thank you for listening Shawnee and Roisin, 18 years and still here with us um, they've, been, they've been listening from the very start um, Eileen Downpatrick says happy 18th birthday um, you've, you have all gotten me through some really hard times in these years including the eight and a half months I lay in the Ulster Hospital so have a great day Eileen, thank you very much for that and for the wee meme as well um, so how long have you been listening? anybody else listening from day one? Like Shawnee and Roisin, let me know.
Um, Carolyn, can you play a wee song for my granny Maureen? Um, she listens every day and also says, happy birthday, you 105. So hello, Maureen. Thank you so much for your ears and your granddaughter, Laura, Laura for checking in with us today as well. Um, who else was checking in? Um, sending birthday wishes. Jean, Holly and Rodney checking in with us. Hello to you. Also, Jim and Alfie the dog out for a dander today. Minnie Mouse, thank you very much for all your birthday wishes. Um, Oshin in Belfast too. Lady Derriachi and Jim. Jamesy in Jordanstown and Jeff the Posty who sent the picture of Dairy Milk Caramel. Better than a cake, he says. I am raging that there's no cake. You can't have a birthday without a cake. Are we all in agreement on that? So where's the cake? Where is it? Not a sign of it. So um, I may run out and get one for Johnny coming in because he's not happy either. He likes a wee bit of cake with his tea. He'd be raging. Simon, um, hello to you and the wee fat spark um, checking in with us too. Anybody that I missed, I'm sorry, a lot of messages coming in today and I'm just trying to get myself through them all. Um, Sinead says, Goldie, I remember you on at night with the night birds and Paul Boyd with his spinning wheel. That's right. Paul used to spin the wheel Friday and Saturday nights, didn't he? Um, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Ray the Predator says, congratulations, Carolyn. Big 18, hey? First time we met, you were dressed up as your icon, guitar in hand. It was a super night. Uh, me and Ali and the guys at the Four Winds, Halloween do. Uh, my sister let me know that you were the, the one and only Goldie from U105. Would have been Carolyn at that stage. Goldie didn't arrive until a few years back. But yeah, what a journey I've had since then. Always nice to meet you. Same right back at you, Ray. Always good to see you. Donna from the Glens of Gormley says, Goldie, big shout out to your son, Oren, and the cast of Hansel and Gretel. Oren is playing Hansel. They're having so much fun rehearsing for this fantastic show. Um, Donna, I know what I'm loving? Watching your son grow and develop and um, hone his craft. Um, every time you send me a picture, he's doing something different. And he's doing so well as a great actor. So long may that continue. I tell him we were all asking for him. Happy birthday, Goldie, to everybody at U105. Um, give Simon a big shout out. Tell him, love him to the moon and back from his space monkey. Don't ask. Don't ask. Um, what I'm asking is, how long have you been with us? Stephen and Lurgan, I've been with you from day one. So you have, Stephen. I've watched you grow and develop over the years. Um, happy 18th, U105, a new Goldie. You can have your first drink now. Your first legal drink. Thanks very much, Rosine. Appreciate that. Might have a wee glass of fizz later to celebrate. I'm not having it here because we're not even a bit of cake. Taxi rides, town names, drunken reptiles, and overpriced drinks. Drive is never dull when Johnny and Linda get around the mic. Laugh along with them for the next 10 minutes and let us know what you call your favourite Northern Irish spots in the comments. Okay, you're listening to U105 Drive with me, Johnny Hero, and um, we got our Linda in. Hello. Hello. You tread water there. I'm trying to fix something that I've messed up. Okay. So go ahead. So for the, nah, go. Uh, holy sausage, you weren't giving me go. enough time. All right, so I was reading about a taxi driver in Delhi who provides... Excuse sna- me. Is that it? London Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go ahead, go ahead. In, in Delhi, who provides snacks and juices to customers, is that something you think that would transfer to here? Taxi driver uh, gives drinks and all to customers? Snacks, snacks and juices to customers. Wasn't getting into a taxi on your way home. Maybe a 10p mix-up <laughs> and a bottle of Coke. <laughs> Aye, all right, so a, a couple of anodin <laughs> for the morning. My head's bumping, my head's going to be busting. I mean, how would that? You could, that couldn't even transfer over here, could it? I mean, if uh, it had, even if you're snacks. No, if you imagine it had. Mate, if you got a ham bop. No, if you, you know, had, if it had been years ago when there was about eleven people in the back of a black taxi, imagine yeah. them all right. You, what, what, what did you want? I didn't grow up. I'm on a taxi with the, the menu and all, you know. And it, I'm sure taxi men would love that. There's a food line everywhere. And, oh. By the way, we said this sort of deli, London deli thing. Yeah. Um, right. And oh, he's gone off on What do you now. call the place? Go up the north coast there, and you go through White Abbey. Mm. Then you come to the big town with a castle. Is that the north? I know, yes. but I'm only saying. Yes. I'm only saying, yes. So go through White Abbey, and then you come to the big town that has a castle. What uh, do you call it? Carrick Fergus. Right. I was waiting on you saying Carrick. Right. Because people shorten it to Well, Carrick. I would normally say Carrick. Well, why didn't you then? Putting on your radio voice. Well, what, what was that? Was that? Did I ruin a joke or something? Yes. <laughs> Because you would always say, say Carrick, Carrick, right? You do Same as, Carrick. as you go to that um, town, town in Ards. Yes. You say Ards. Yes. You don't say Newton Ards. No. Right? Mm-hmm. So why do we only do it with those? Of course, we shorten Derry. Some people shorten Derry. Uh-huh. Uh, London Derry. Well, you can't call uh, Lisburn. No, no, but Lisburn's one word, right? Mm. For instance, Bally Clare. Mm-hmm. You don't call it Clare. No. Or Bally. Well, there's loads no. of Ballys. Yeah, loads of Ballys. So what other ones are there? Um... Cavan. What do you mean, Cavan? Oh, right, it is Cavan. <laughs> well, it's normally County Cavan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's normally County Cavan. You were doing so well. <laughs> you, 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 you had dropped <laughs> your clumpet credentials at the door today. <laughs> and there they go, riding over the hills, blowing a trumpet. I'm uh, a clumpet. Right, so go ahead. What well, else? I'm is trying there? to think of um, other cities that we. Well, we shorten Carrick and we shorten Arch. Is there not a whiskey? Bally whiskey? No, what are you talking? No. Are you on the mushrooms or something? <laughs> I've never been are to we, Bally Whiskey. Are we in the same conversation? <laughs> Is there Bally Whiskey? But no, there's not. How do you know? <laughs> do you know all the places? Yes, I named them all. They all right. came to me to get named. <laughs> right. What else? Is so there? there's, there's loads of you know multi-syllable towns, but we don't uh, we don't shorten them. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm asking the listeners now. So mm. we shorten Carrick Fergus. We shorten Newton Ards. Mm. Um, the, the town in the northwest, mm-hmm. uh, the Maiden City. That's that's another story. Mm-hmm. So any other ones? Um, is I know that people. A, is I know this a trick? No, I'm asking. Oh, is this genuine? Sorry, I thought there was a punchline at the end. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, up in the northwest, people talk about the port for Port Rush ah. and Port Stewart. You see. Ah. So I'm just wondering. You know. Anyway, uh, where did that? Where did, did that? Did you ever get sorry? You ask a question. I was talking about the woman. A a mad t- woman. <laughs> I was talking about the taxi driver in Delhi, and then you started talking about London Delhi, and uh, you started talking about anyway. Uh, so there's remember a- I told you the other week mm-hmm. that this is the time of year the warnings start. Yes. You when did. The, the media tries to frighten people. Yes. Now this was on the U one hundred and five Facebook page mm-hmm. uh, last night. 
Weather expert gives update on snow in Northern Ireland this month, and there's a picture of a you know street covered in snow. It's probably Canada. And this weather expert <laughs> is you know going on about oh 26 November we're all going to be digging our way out of. Mm. Out of you did you said that last week? Told you that. Yeah. Different newspapers come out with yeah. warnings about food. And the then weather the next one will be you're not allowed to call it Christmas. There'll mm. be all that mm. nonsense as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hold on. There's a bally whisking, so there. Uh, that's not. That's not what you said. I know, but I was close. Cross McGlenn gets cross, says Stephen. See, I'm not half as daft as you think I am. Um, right. Okay. Mm. Balna Hinch gets the, called the Hinch. Does it? Does it? What about Balamina? Hey. Um. Somebody says it gets called the Mina. Fred. Wow. Never heard that in my life. <laughs> well, going home to the Mina. Don't I get D? Gets called the D. Says Linda ah. in the D, right? Ah, right, right. Francis from Crossgar says, I'm heading to Down. That's Down Patrick. No, it's not. Down's the county, Francis, and you live in it. <laughs> Goodness sake. Um, uh. Jim, a security guard, says, carried off, gets shortened to the duff. Does it? It does. You mm. up to the duff? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm already up a duff. Cyan <laughs> Mills gets called Cyan. Uh, Says Michael Barr. <laughs> Mitch says Lisburn gets called the burn. Ah. No, the burn know. where we are is party's burn. <laughs> You'll put me in the burns or you will. <laughs> Bala Murphy gets called the Murph. It uh-huh. does indeed. Castle uh-huh. Derg gets called the Derg. Ah. Right, okay. So these are ones I wasn't aware of. So. I thought that was a pub. What, the, the Derg? Derg. Uh-huh. Might be. Oh, no, it's the Lamb Derg. Sorry. Sorry. It's not a pub, it's a GAA club yes, and yes, social a, club. Yes. A pub. Uh-huh. Sorry. One point gets called the point, says Stormy. Mm-hmm. Bally Hackamore gets called Bally Hack. Bally yes. Hack, yes. Mark and Carrick Fergus, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> D from Lurgan says Porter Down gets called the dump. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, no. Uh, yes. Anna Skillen gets called Skin Town. Mm-hmm. Does indeed, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry to everyone there's living the, in Portadown. I know, and there, there's more about Portadown there. Mm-hmm. It, probably from Lurgan people, you see. Uh, you know. Uh, Can I tell you about an alligator? Moy in Tyrone gets called the Moy. Mm. I always wondered about that. Mm. Seriously, don't know. Newton Hamilton is Newt- Newton. Yes, mm. Cross McGland gets cross. Anderson's town gets called Andy Town, mm. says P.D. Paul. Except if you're a Protestant. Our, our Protestant friends always call it Andy's town for uh-huh. some reason. And it's like, it's Andy Town. Right, okay, right. But then some, Andy's people, town. some people call it L.A. L.A.? No, it's like lower Andy Town. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can I tell you about this alligator? What? Right, so... No, it's not funny. I read that. It's not. You're just... You're going to flog it. Go ahead. It's not funny. You're talking about words of towns. So, in Florida, they had these mini Olympic games, and you had to compete against a beer-drinking alligator who... Not only was a beer-drinking alligator full, but he has a rap sheet. I mean, people were joining up to do the games with against this alligator. So, what do you think of those onions? (sighs) I thought that was hilarious. I thought the story was brutal. First time I heard it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And as for your retelling of it, 
started well, no, started badly, <laughs> faded away in the middle, and the less said about the end, the better. Thank you. Well, Mum, <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Imagine turning up to, to do the right. We're going to do this, and, and the, the alligator's not only an alligator, but he's full as well. Oh, brilliant. Right, okay. You don't think that's funny? No. Uh, well, well, well there's somebody from Portadown saying Lurgan gets called Nitzville. <laughs> Now, there's no call for all of this uh, rivalry. <laughs> We're all God's children. Uh-huh. Even if you do live in Portadown and Lurgan. And, and don't start me about Lauren. <laughs> I'm only joking. I know, right. you're only joking. Listen, right. there's lots there's of There's a woman in Belfast in the papers today, mm. right? She was in London, swanky hotel, and, you know, the, the, the menu was, you know, mm. she was having a drink. Mm-hmm. Drinks were pretty dear, and she thought, ah, go for it, you know, why not? We're mm-hmm. only here once, mm-hmm. you know, we weekend away with our, our husband. And she was going down the list of cocktails, and she saw one for 1890, mm-hmm. right? And she thought, I'll have one of them, mm-hmm. you know. So the guy goes and get the, gets the, the stuff and comes over and makes a cocktail at her mm-hmm. table. And it's a brand new magnum of such and such champagne, you know, mm-hmm. out of the vaults. And there was like a brass band played it coming in. No, it was like, it was all this, you know, like a kid in McDonald's and the staff saying happy birthday. It was like one of these things. People applauding and all, champagne coming out and sparklers and everything, you know, ticker tape falling from the ceiling and blooms. And then the guy starts shaving gold leaf into the cocktail. And then there was like, a, you know, a, a, a drop of brandy that was, you know, left in Napoleon's glass the night mm. before he died. All this exclusive, <laughs> all these things went under the mm. drink. And she drank it and got her bill. She said it said 1890 on the um, mm. on the menu. It was 1890 quid. For a cocktail? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. How did she pay for it? She didn't. She started crying. <laughs> <laughs> she showed it to her husband. Uh, no anyway. no so they got their dinner and all these other drinks and all, and the, the, the bill was two grand. And she went to her guy and says, Hold on, that says £1,890 instead of it. Yes, that's what it cost, madam. <gasps> Why do you think we made a big fuss? Because no, nobody, nobody ever buys one. No. It's called the Emperor's Cocktail or something. Did she have to pay it? So um, she sat, <laughs> while she sat and discussed it with her husband, he said, well, I'm away to bed. You sorted it. <laughs> <laughs> Left her sitting there. Oh, no. Um, so she was in tears. And fortunately, the um, the the hotel, you know, listened to her. And she says, I didn't know. Are you mad? Who's going to pay that? I'm not going to pay it. I can't afford it. So they actually said, it's okay. We'll sort it out. But could you picture the shock? Getting that bill. Oh, no. Awful. Absolutely. But surely if someone buys that, would they not check the price with people? But I know it's said on the... Yeah, well, you would think, you know, excuse me, madam, you do know that's cost 1890 quid. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe the... Um, it's the type of place where people didn't discuss price. Yes, and they don't want to insult you. Because if you are a millionaire... Mm. And someone says, are you aware of the price You'd of that? You'd be furious. Going, are you, I'll have your job for that, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan McFedrick says, can't believe you forgot about Port Glenone, known as PG1. Yes? Really? I didn't know that. Oh, why? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's more of these. Hold on. They're, they're getting in the, uh, the <laughs> insults. <laughs> now, 
Um, I'm going to have to go. I already knew, I knew something about something else too. What about the woman in India who was riding on the back of a motorbike and took out her laptop? Seriously? Apparently this is not the first time that this has happened and the video went viral. Can you picture going down the road? On the back of a motorbike, or wh- where's the most unusual place? Listen, I'd be, too, I'd be too frightened of trying to hang on for you know, know. Grim, but, uh, glim, grim death. Uh, Imagine getting your laptop out. This is a, this is a normal occurrence. Awkward. Oh, no, I may as well be doing something to make good use of my time. They're busy people over there. Busy right, people. Okay. Listen, I may go. All right. Bye bye. When are you ruining your own show? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from seven. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's U105 of the Best. Enjoy more of this kind of thing every weekday on FM, on DAB, on the U105 app, on your smart speaker and at u105.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.